This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. What's up, Smooth Operators? Welcome. Hey, we made it to Friday. Great to see you. End of the week is here. Hope you have some great plans for the weekend. Uh, at the time I'm recording this, um, yeah, I'm going to dime myself out a little bit because I am, as you know, I'm a process guy. I love business processes. I love workflows. So what does that mean? It means my prop, my work, my podcast workflow is actually working really well. And I'm recording this in the run-up to the end of the NFL season, uh, the NFL playoffs. Uh, so by the time this airs, you'll be like, wow, we're like talking about the draft right now. But that's okay. That's just one thing that can happen when you put process workflows into your business. You're able to get really ahead of things. And that's amazing, right? As business owners, I know we don't like stress. We don't like deadlines all the time. So you can process yourself out of having to deal with those in so many ways. But that's another topic for another time. Instead, we're going to dive into something today that is near and dear to my heart. As you may know, I've been a teacher forever. I started teaching privately, private trumpet lessons at the age of 14, started teaching guitar at 15, Ended up as a high school band director and then was a sergeant in the army. What does a sergeant in the army really do? Well, yes, we fight wars, but we also train and teach our soldiers. And now I teach y'all. I teach entrepreneurs. So teaching is near and dear to my heart. It's something I will always be a teacher. And so why not talk about teaching and course creation on this episode? But I didn't want to do it alone, guys, because as you know, Two minds are better than one. And when you find people that you just vibe with and you work, you man, there's so much magic that can happen when we put our heads together with someone else. So I went out and I found an amazing person. Her name is Anastasia Lapic. She is the CEO and transformational program designer and coach at Aligned Vibration. Uh, she helps experts like you and like me, I'm going to be taking notes too, become sought after transformational leaders with one-of-a-kind premium quality signature courses and programs that change the world. Man, you had me at that because education can change the world, but I've talked long enough. Anastasia, so great to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. I get so lit up discussing this because for me, it's really my passion. I'm I've been into education and educational system ever since I was a kid. I've always been thinking, how can you help people learn better? I hated learning. I hated school. And as someone who absolutely hated education growing up, this is definitely like the irony that I work in education now. And even um, when I was at university, I would definitely brand myself the worst student alive because on the deadline date, when they would take the essay box away from the departments, I would be the last person every time running in to put my essay in the box and they would laugh at me every time because they knew I was coming. They would even like wait for a couple of seconds before closing the door. They knew I'll be there. So I was always last minute. I hated education and I never understood why because I loved learning. And I guess that's where I really want to convey, you know, education and learning there are two different things and how can we bridge the two together to create something that is a life-changing experience for ourselves 
as learners, right? And for our students as educators. And I think when you can really get this right, you can really transform the whole nature of education system as a whole. And that is my passion. And I'm really excited to talk about that today. I can tell you're a little bit passionate about it. You're you're popping on the video here. It's good. I love it. And I, I think that's so interesting. That's a great thing to first dive into because like course creators, like those are my people, man. I'm, I've, I vibe so well with course creators and it's almost universal between us that we were not the good students. We were not top marks. We were, we were the misfits, the, 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 the kids that were, you know, off in the corner reading our own thing or, or creating our own thing. Like, what is it about coming from this place of hating education, so to speak, that has inspired so many of us to become course creators, do you think? Yeah, well, I think because we love learning, we are, we were really inquisitive kids, probably, you know, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I used to always think, what is the purpose of this world? What is infinity? Mm. And I used to imagine the universe and how broad it was. And I always had these questions like, who is God? What is God? What is universe? Like all these big questions. And I was always wanting to know the answers. Um, but when you go into education, instead of being met with incredible questions, fun discussions, debate, you are met with facts, drilling in information, being taught how to do something. And when you have an inquisitive mind and when you're passionate, especially like people that we work with, like they're transformation leader at the core, even from early childhoods, they wanting to change the world, right? These kind of mm. people like us, we don't like being told what to do. We don't like someone giving us the rules and saying you have to abide by the rules because we're the ones who learn the rules to break them, to create something new, to innovate to lead the society right in the new direction to shift global consciousness in a more positive way that's who we are and that's who we serve but education system tries to put us in a box and try to do that you know put us in the box and when you are like that and I think you don't survive well within that system because you rebel against this and some people rebel in two ways they either rebel by directly withdrawing themselves from education or they rebel by avoiding deadlines procrastinating you know any kind of pressure that you start to feel on yourself you're creating that rebellious resistance towards that pressure because deep down we don't want to be controlled because we know that we're here to do something new something different something better to how it's already been done that's that's kind of my opinion and I think when you grow up and you start to realize the world is your oyster with all this beautiful information and knowledge everywhere you know we have YouTube we have Google we can literally travel the world learn from the best teachers healers shamans you know in every direction how incredible is this we realize the value of education and then we realize that the education system is broken. And that's what I think inspires people like us and other leaders yeah, in the community, course creators, right? To create something that's going to be inspiring, that's going to allow people to create these deep transformations and be able to change the world, you know, by helping each other. And I think that's how the coaching industry really started, right? Helping yeah. each other become better, become more, become more expansive. And I think there's there's it's almost like a superpower that rebellious nature if we can direct it towards because it's easy to take that and be like you know and turn it into something negative but if we direct it in a positive way towards with a positive output like that becomes so self-fulfilling and like i can't wait to go to work today because i'm gonna yeah. get to i'm gonna get to break more things <laughs> you know and just mess with everything it's so cool yeah. 
break the structures right this is how I always say when I when I I work with entrepreneurs very closely myself you know as, as well as helping people create the programs I also help them launch them and also looking into their businesses and business operations is also a really big thing what I you know that I do and I always say to them learn the rules so you can break them learn the rules so you yes. can break them. because once you know how the rules operate and the dogmas that exist in the business world right that come from very capitalistic nature seeing people as boxes seeing everything as like a machine seeing everything as like input output when you understand the way that it works then you can bring the magic into it you can break it and bring your own intuition into it your own passion your own imagination your own excitement and that's the people who are changing the world right because they're changing how things are being done from like this is how it has to be done to oh is it really how it has to be done is there another way I'm gonna find another way because I don't want to do it this way so I'm gonna find another way and that's how the new systems and structures are created right both in business and education and I think that's what allows the whole industry people who are looking at this in a positive way instead of like how awful you know our government's creating this system that keeps us boxed in instead we're like how awesome it gives us an opportunity to create something new right? and be creative yeah. and imaginative. Fantastic. I love it. And what I've noticed, I've watched several course creators over the years that achieved, I mean, like rock star status is a thing for course creators. We all know that they are the rock star course creators, but even those like top of the heap guys and gals are, they're in this constant flow like they're 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 changing their they're they're evolving i should say that's the right word i'd use and i think it's it's it comes down to direction and purpose and passion and i meet so many people they're first getting into this they they know that they want to do this and uh just to dime myself out that was me not so long ago until i found my purpose and so if if someone came and they're listening to the show and they're like well i really don't know what i want to do yet i know this all sounds cool but like, how do we find our our purpose and, and our direction in this crazy world? It's a great question. You know, I, I was just having a conversation with someone yesterday about this. Um, and actually, a couple of days ago, I was uh, doing a guest presentation, one of my friends online program. And this conversation always starts with people who know they're here to do something, right? They have something that inkling inside of them, those inner rebels, they know they're here to innovate. They might not have that clarity. Maybe because they come from all these different backgrounds, they've done so many different things. And sometimes they've just seen an ad online that tells you, you know, it's an incredible way to make money, become a course creator. So here's how you build a funnel. Here's how you launch a course in six weeks. You know, all, all this kind of advertisement out there that makes people light up. Like, oh my God, I want this life. I want to do this. I want to become a course creator. So there's, I think there's two different types of people, right? There's ones that see me ad and they're like, yeah, this would be cool way to make money. And there's others that are like, oh my God, I want to change the world. I want to put something out there, but I just have no idea what it is. And I think regardless of where, you know, where you fall, if you feel like working online and helping people online is really your calling, I always say the best way to start is to start helping someone because helping someone is the best way to find out whether the direction in which you're helping them is something you enjoy or something you don't mm. enjoy. You don't know what you don't know, what you don't know until you've tried it. And very often, instead of 
putting yourself out there and going for like trial and error process and optimizing how they work with people, you know, what they do, allowing it to evolve naturally. People kind of sit there and wait until that perfect moment, until they're finally ready. And you'll never be ready. You'll never be ready until you go out and work with people. So I always say to my clients, you know, start out working one-to-one with people, especially when you don't have a very clearly defined niche because you haven't worked out who is it that you really enjoy working with. And that is definitely the best way. The best way to find out what you like is to find out what you don't like. And that's Mm. the process that a lot of people are really afraid of. On the other end of things, what I see is people who have seen that ad and they all of a sudden lit up, I'm going to create an online course. And they think creating an online course is some simple endeavor that, you know, you do it and money's coming your way and it's all evergreen and, you know, you don't have a have to look at it again. <laughs> That's like another extreme of that, right? Wait, 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 wait. That's not what happens? Just... <laughs> okay. Right? And, and I think yeah. a lot of people have, have this idea. And I mean, it can happen. And to some people, nothing is impossible. But like, gosh, these people have to be really passionate and aligned in what they do and have that inner you know that inner power to persevere and keep going and be passionate about what they sell and if that is not you if you're trying to create something just to make money gosh you'll be one of these coaches or you know of course creators who'll be in the market for a couple of years and then the steam runs out because you don't have the passion to power your creation that invention that online program that you're creating right Probably your clients are not going to be getting results if you don't have any experience actually working with people maybe one-to-one beforehand. So that whole experience, what I see for a lot of people, when that happens, people then decide that maybe business is not for them. Instead of really finding what they're passionate about, right? Something that's going to allow you to optimize your programs for the years to come. You've got to love what you do. Absolutely love what you do. And coming back to your question, if you want to get to a place where you have the best program on the market that generates consistent income, that allows you to become an influencer in your niche, that allows you to have the kind of impact that generates raving fans for the years to come, right? People give you incredible testimonials. They refer you to their friends. If you want to get to that level, you've got to love what you do. It cannot just be you watching an ad and decided to create an online program and you don't care what to create a program in, especially with like the other thing I wanted to share as well, like the, the AI, right? AI is everywhere these days. The all, all these different types of AI. And I mean, it sounds so simple. I just watched an ad earlier and it was like, you put a phrase and a couple of like pointers to the AI, they generate this script, you upload the script to the platform, they give the script a voice, and then you have a an avatar that then gives it a face, and that's the content done for you. Wow. If that's where the world is going towards, right, and creating content is going to be this simple, just imagine how much the barriers to entry are lowering in the market to really succeed and stand out. You have to love what you do. You have to have your own wisdom. And Mm -hmm. most importantly, out of everything, 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 online programs, courses, any kind of learning is not going to be about information or strategy anymore. The future is transformational. If you don't know how to change people's consciousness, if you don't know how to change people's mindsets, if you don't know how to help people overcome the limitations in the beliefs that keeping them from taking actions, you're not going to succeed in that market because information is everywhere and it's going to be even more accessible. So if you really want to start out, the right place for you to start out is to find what you love. Go, go out there, work with people, see what you enjoy the most, 
apply your own talk to yourself, right? Walk the talk, embody what you're teaching, get your own wisdom so that when you are working with people, when you are creating content, it's truly transformational and you really understand the inner psychology of people, right? What does it actually take to get someone to take action? What are the different people? What makes a difference between someone who takes action and who doesn't take action? And that's the only way you can really find that out is for one-to-one work at the beginning. You have to go for the trial and error. And then you can move into eventually you can start working with groups, get that experience working in groups. And when you start to really get that wisdom and experience, that's when you can start thinking about creating your online courses. That's my personal ex- you know, experience, opinion. I've seen that works the, the best. And that's what also creates that sustainable products mm. that can withstand the test of time rather than fail in a couple of years because you either hate it or because people don't get the results. Right, right. There's a lot to unpack there. I love it. And um, so I just want to give a suggestion. Like you suggested working with people one-to-one first. And I love that. That's how I've found my own passion and my own journey. And I think we sometimes put a barrier in front of ourselves. Oh, well, I have to get that. Oh, now I need to study how to get a one-to-one client. Like you can work one-to-one without necessarily having a client. And so what I've actually done is I found a group of people online. We were in a similar niche. And this was like pre-Adam launching his own business niche. But we, we just formed an informal mastermind together. And we just meet together once every fortnight. Listen to me. At once every two weeks for our American folks. Um, and we would just bounce ideas off each other. And I found myself gravitating towards what became my business. That That's where those was the suggestions I was giving. And whenever they those topics would come up, I'd be like, oh, I know how to solve that. And it just lit a fire inside of me. So that's one thing. The second thing is you, you really talked about AI and the impact it's going to have on content. And I think it's really easy for us to say, oh, crap, I missed it. Oh, no. Or we can say this is an incredible opportunity to really stick out from the crowd because there's going to be a bunch of those fake it till you make it folks that their programs are junk. And I think what's going to make a difference for us is to be those transformational leaders. And that leads me into that next topic because I, I teach transformational leadership in my own program, but I teach it from the organizational perspective, like how to manage people in a transformational way to do their jobs. So I'd love to hear your perspective on what it means to be a transformational leader in that more that more outbound way that, you, that you're doing it, that we need to do to really, well, we all need to do as course creators to like compel that big vision. What, what does that mean to you? That's a really, really great question. And for me personally, it really ties in with my spirituality as well, because I do see us as humans, we're not just, you know, these materials beings, we've only purpose to operate like machines in the world and produce capital, you know, for the big corporations, uh, or labor, right? I, I see, I see ourselves as humans, much, much more than that. And I think for a lot of people, they're starting to realize that there is this aspect to themselves that is beyond what is known by the logical mind that we really love to rely on all the time, you know? And I think 
the true leadership, the transformation leadership is about integrating the logical and something that is beyond there. You can call it inspiration. You can call it intuition. You can call it your higher self. It's about really being connected to your purpose, the purpose beyond the logical values that you have selected for yourself, right? In terms of this is who I want to be because I want to be liked or because this is the way that you succeed. And then we create all these like logical values for ourselves and boxes to abide by. It's beyond that. It's about connecting to something that is more, something that is really here doing it it's it's there to do its job all we need to do is release and let go and allow the inspiration and intuition to come through and what I find working with a lot of my clients when they're able to get into that state of flow it really connects to the higher passion higher purpose that's what creates true leadership because the true leadership is not about telling someone where where to go from the mind based on the logic because the logic is what the mind only knows the past how things has happened right? Or how things are happening right now. The mind cannot know how things needs to happen. Because if you think of all the grandest inventions and innovation, they did not come from the logical mind. You know, they come from the inspiration. Look at, you know, Tesla, one of the really great examples, Einstein, they'll tell you the, the metaphysics of where the ideas are coming from, right? They use all yeah. sorts of different words. So if as long as we are operating from the physical mind alone and we think that it's the physical mind that can lead us into the future, we are very wrong because we operate in like a half a person. And as long as we are not able to connect to a higher self, a higher mind, a spiritual self, our intuition, whatever you want to call, we all use different words for that, right? We're not able to be in that state of flow. And it's in that state of flow that we're truly able to channel the channel, what needs to really come through for our students, what needs to come through for ourselves, what needs to come through for our programs. And all of a sudden, as we release the control, it evolves naturally. The programs evolved. We evolve. We meet the right people at the right time. We develop the right skills. And it's such an effortless process. So instead of starting with like a very concrete goal in mind, and then you're asking your mind, like, how do I need to get my students there? Or how do I need to, you know, get myself there to reach this external goal? Instead, you set the goal in mind, you use it as an inspiration, then you just allow. You're like, show me my inspiration, my intuition, imagination, how do things need to be? And then you allow the process. And the process naturally allows you to become the kind of leader that you need to be. So it's about, mm. for me, you know, being a transformation leader, it's about realizing that transformation is inner work. You can never tell anyone what they need to do because what somebody needs to do is not going to be the same as what you need to do. We also different as humans. We have different psychology, right? We have different emotionality. We have different life experience. We have different life purposes. We grow and develop in different ways. So as long as we still see leadership as, as a step-by-step -step that everyone is the same, we have to go that way. This is what should work for everyone. And it's very prescriptive and it's all about controlling. It's all about avoiding failure. As long as we stay, stick in that mindset, we are not allowing ourselves to really tune in what transformation really means, which means... Mm -hmm. Well, acceptance that we all different humans. And as long as you are, again, if you can create these kind of experiences, right, within which your people grow like plants and all you're doing, you're just guiding them very gently. You're guiding them and you're showing them not where to go, 
but all these potentials ways right potential and allowing them to grow into who they need to be to know their own way to find out within themselves to find their own power which is the antithesis to how the education system works right instead of putting you in the box and telling you what to do you're basically opening up the box and saying gosh there is no box you can go wherever you want to go and there is no one right way all I care about is you finding your own power your own confidence, your own self-worth, self-esteem, trust, whatever it is. Because from that space, any big CEOs of successful companies who are in tune with themselves will tell you that it's the inner, the inner stuff that creates the out of results, right? The inner wealth that will create the out of wealth. It's the embodiment that will allow you to become the great educator, the great leader. And when you create your programs with that in mind, that's mm -hmm. what creates a truly transformational product. And that's what makes you a truly transformational leader in the market. And that's what's going to make you stand out because everyone else is going to use AI and logic alone and <laughs> yeah. tell you what's already on the internet, right? And you're going to do right. something different that no one else is doing. Oh my gosh, that got deep in a good way. I knew this, I knew this conversation was going to go that way. And that's why from the moment we got on this call, I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a good one. And I, I, I personally found, because I hear this a lot in the Facebook groups. I'm like, well, how do I, how do I, how do I become that? How do I figure that out? How do I coach like you? I'm like, well, you know, part like modeling's a thing. And so, like, if you're at this stage where you're like, I, I hear what you're saying. This all sounds cool. Like, if you think about any leadership style that you might have right now, it's. All of this is learned behavior and you're learning it. You learned it at a very young age from whoever you were around, from whoever you're, you were modeling in that leadership. It's like parenting is learned behavior. You're going to parent the way your parents parented because that's, that's all, you know. So would, would I be correct in saying if, if you're kind of at the beginning of this journey and wanting to become more transformational, make a bigger impact, I would suggest you find that person that for whatever reason, it's different for all of us, ignites you and just excites you and makes you want to jump over walls and, you know, you know, stay up all night working on something that's inspiring. Like whoever it is that does that for you, like immerse yourself in their world and you're going to find yourself modeling them a little bit. Is that something that you do that you recommend or is it just one of my crazy ideas? No, I, I agree, you know. And it's like this whole idea, learn the rules so you can break them. It's like everything around us can be an inspiration. There are good ways to do things. There are good, I use a lot of systems and processes, regardless of how I might have come across up until now. I'm a very logical person. I have a background in science. I love systems. I love looking at hierarchies, processes. That's my jam, right? That's yeah. why I feel, I, I feel like makes me very effective with my students is being able to integrate these two perspectives. So I think learning from role models, using processes using tools that have worked it's great it's great they clearly work but understanding why they work why they don't work who they work who they don't work for being open to learn about the nuances understanding that even if a system has worked up until now it doesn't mean it's the best system yet and that's when you allow the inspiration to come through right and that's when you allow yourself to break the rules to create mm. something new to synthesize right this like the high level of you know of learning the hierarchy you've got the analysis the evaluation but the the, the one at the top the apex is ability to synthesize it's ability for you to look at everything that exists and say like let me pick out what has 
really resonated with me, what has really worked and test it out with my clients, with myself, apply it. Now, the big caveat here, what I think a lot of people do or don't do is they don't apply, they don't embody what they teach. I think that's where the challenge comes from. I, I've, I've met a lot of people who, you know, preach surrender and non-resistance, but they're like the angriest, most <laughs> frustrated people in the world, right? Or who, the people who teach you to implement uh, business structure and processes, but they've got none in their business, right? So it's like people just teaching you from the mind alone, from the theory level. So as long as you're embodying and really role modeling, you know, what you're preaching to your clients. So if you are resonating with somebody uh, on, you know, someone else who exists there or a process, embody it learn it you know yeah. implement it test it out see if it works test it with your clients see what works what doesn't and I think that's what makes you ultimately really effective because it's not about just creating something from nothing it is yeah. about yeah. taking what already out there and evolving it to that next level to the next level to the next level so I completely you know resonate with what you said I totally agree I think it's a really great strategy learn the skills learn the skills uh, up level yourself work with mentors watch people who inspire you their level of communication and I definitely have been influenced myself by many people who I really look up to uh, both in the business world and, and you know transformational industry spiritual masters teachers uh, I, or everything everything that I've ever listened to read is probably is there somewhere within me and everything that you listen to right now it's just a culmination right of all these different things mixed in with my own flavor coming out in a right. way that I feel people need to hear it in. That's so, that's so fascinating. And uh, I love when, when you embody what you teach, because I think we can all at this point, I can spot someone that's faking the funk from a mile away. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I've, I've been through this VSL before. Um, but when we are actually embodying it and like modeling it and doing what we teach, like not only is it authentic and it's, you know, being true to ourselves, which, comes through but now you have learned experience to teach you have your back your stories and the like the power of story is i can't tell enough about how good story can be used and so it really i mean it enables you to be that better coach to be that better leader to make those transformations and ultimately like help our students have those life-changing experiences and i'd lo i'd love to know like from what you've done like how, how, how do you know when a student, when you're working with them, if they're like, they're, if you ever felt like someone's like, they're right there and how do we pull them through to that life-changing experience? Like what, what are some of the steps that you've found to be really effective when we're working with people? I love this question. And I think before I answer, I just want to make something clear because it keeps coming up over and over again. We are not the heroes for our students. We are the guides. And it's bringing in that. story structure. Again, I use story structure in everything that I do. And when I create my, whether it's marketing content, or whether I create my courses or even my methodology is based very much on the story structure. The idea of the hero, you know, the guide and the villains, which are all your challenges in a way. But what I see for a lot of people is they believe they're the heroes. They're the heroes, so they should be responsible for the results of their students. And now you can take this to the other extreme and think, well, I'm going to put something out there. Here's a strategy. It worked for me. And if it doesn't work for you, nothing to do with me. 
right? Which is what you see a lot in the market, right? This cookie cutter solutions are like, well, it's because you're just not committed. That's why you did not get results. And gosh, I maybe had there's something here. wrong with you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like pointing the fingers is like the coach completely taking like no responsibility, right? And, and that's <laughs> the other extreme, right? This extreme, like I'm responsible. If you don't get results, I mean, something's wrong with me or there's nothing to do with me. These extremes that we see in the market. Um, and why I wanted to address that is I think a lot of people can get lost in these extremes. When you come from a perspective, when your ego is not attached to your program, when you realize that the program is just something that you create based on your own experience, based on your own research, based on your own embodiment, and you do the best job that you can do to test it out, optimize, care about it, like really care about your products, right? Like anything, if, if that was a brick and mortar business and you created something and it didn't you know, do the job, that would be scamming people. That'd be a scam, yeah. right? So it's the same thing. As long as you're doing 50, it's the 50s of responsibility of your student, the other 50%. It's not a hundred, you know, it's, it's a 50, it's a 50, 50. You meet them in the middle. So sometimes it's also understanding that, a person will transform when they're ready. Yes. Sometimes there's just nothing we can do to force a transformation within somebody else. And I think the big the big challenge that I see for a lot of people is they're making blanket promises uh, when they enroll people onto the program, not qualifying their clients correctly or their students correctly. So when they don't qualify people correctly, they assume that everyone's the same. And I'm sorry, just because we look similar, we have similar problem, right? Or challenge externally, doesn't mean we're the same people. You know, one person might have done 10 years of inner work, transformation, experience in business. So they're more likely to get results in business. For someone who's never been in business before, has low self-esteem, you know, they might need to take a whole year or two working on themselves first to get to a place where they have that inner confidence, that self-worth, self-esteem, work through so many limited beliefs. So you have to also understand when people come into your program, they're not uniform bunch, you know, they're all different with their own challenges. And what's really easy for one is not going to be easy for another. Same goes to like technology being really simple for some, really challenging for another, you know, creating content, writing. Some people are incredible writers, storytellers. Other are not. There's a whole skill. So when we make blanket promises and then when we see people not getting results, we can take it very personally. And then we start to push and start to force and take responsibility. And when that happens, you're literally blocking yourself from being able to see what the person actually needs in that moment because the concern becomes of the outcome. I need this person to get the result. I need them to get the result because if they don't get results, what does that say about me as a coach? What does that say about my program, right? We take extremely personally. And on the other end, when people stop getting results, we're like, separate ourselves. Oh, well, it's not fair to do with me. They just not committed enough. And we then shame and blame and put the person down, which obviously does not help the person either. When we try to, you know, whip them into action or whether you're trying to like shame and blame them into action, none of them doesn't work, doesn't work. So what is the best way to help someone? It's to be detached yourself. We've got to be detached, but this detachment has to come from a space of inner integrity and inner knowingness that you have done the best job that you can with your program to design in such a way that it addresses the most common pitfalls, challenging mindsets, limiting beliefs that people do experience is designed in such a way that allows people to go through a process in a logical manner that makes sense 
right? You have the tools and systems in place and exercises that help them develop the key skills that they're required to become successful. Your strategy makes sense, has been tested, it's been optimized. As long as you've done that, there's nothing else you can do. You can just hold space and coach the person in a way that helps them understand where their current challenges are. And if you have the tools to support them, working through these limiting mindsets or emotional challenges that come up, sometimes even traumas that can come up during these kind of conversations and experiences, you can either support them or direct them to someone else who can. Because sometimes until the person overcomes the inner, the inner stuff, right, they're not going to be able to move forward. Or sometimes even if they do move forward, they're going to be not able to create a sustainable result from that space because this inner for, you know, movement forward is based on fear and shame and guilt that's only naturally going to come up later down the line. So you've got to understand that and be patient with your students, right? And to give them space to be where they need to be and not judge where they are right now. That's the For most sure. important one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more of an opportunity when when you see someone in that place where they're exactly. like, oh, they're just not there yet. And, and I wonder as we're creating courses, because there's like so many different models you can use. I guess what, what, what prompted up in my mind was knowing that our students might not be ready for this yet. Some of our students are, some aren't for whatever reason, that's their reason. And we need to like make space for that, respect that, honor that, because it's ultimately working through that is going to allow them that, that end transformation that our programs promise. Like, should we structure our offerings in a way that or how can we structure our offerings in a way that allow for that more flexible? Um, if you got to do other work first, you can do it first kind of philosophy that that we know works. Yeah, there's different ways in which you can kind of solve that challenge. And again, it depends on your own experience as a coach, as a facilitator and your resources as well. Um, I guess one of the most obvious one is to have very clear qualification, very narrow niche for your program so that the kind of people that you allow in, they're all at similar levels and there's a way for you to identify what those levels are. Um, and you segment your audience in such a way that then people receive the appropriate support for their level and you don't allow anyone else in the program unless there are, you know, within that specific segment. So no one who's too early or who's too advanced, you don't let them in because the obviously the danger of that is too early. They're not going to get the result. If they're too far in, um, they're going to end up feeling like this is just not good enough for them. They're already at a much higher level. And that's what usually also creates negative feedback or testimonials, right? When people kind of are not qualified correctly. And I see that on the market. I don't think anyone ever does qualification. Like I'm yet to see someone who really does like really clear qualification and tells you like, this is exactly for you if... Yeah. Yes. So that, that's a really big challenge, right? Um, I've people... actually used it in a PLC email. Like this, and the, the title of the email was this program is not for you if, and we yeah. listed out all the qualifications that were like, if you're this person, this isn't for you. If you're this yeah. person, this isn't for you. Exactly. And for whatever it's worth, that program got the two comma club, just saying like it exactly. worked. 
Exactly. And that's people are so afraid, aren't they? They're afraid to segment their audience and to niche down, I think, because they don't want to leave people behind. But what they're doing is they're literally leaving people behind, both for their marketing not being specific enough. So people don't feel like it's for them because they're not really sure. They'd rather go for someone who is specific. And then the program's being so general and lacking the depth necessary to create the transformation because they're trying to address every single thing and put their fingers in every single pie because as they start to get this like group of students coming who all have different challenges they need this and they need that and all of a sudden your program grows 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 into this huge thing right with no yeah. depth no structure i've seen this happen a lot so then if that begins to happen and you do want to serve different segments and niches because you're not at the place where you can afford to do that the next step is to create either several offers very clear offers for different levels of people so that when you ask let's say business being a good example like beginners in business being in one program someone who's a bit more intermediate being in another right someone who is ready to kind of scale to six seven figures being in another program so you differentiate it in this way right sometimes you can differentiate it based on psychometric traits there's so many different ways in which you can differentiate your levels the other option and is that, to create pathways. Yeah. That builds our value ladder. Like we're yeah. building our value the ladder naturally. Model. Yeah. Yeah. Is, instead of like, oh my gosh, I, that's the most organic way of creating your Ascension model exactly. ever. Exactly. Starting from the offer naturally. and moving to the left and right, depending yeah. on your student. Oh man. And it's beautiful, you know, and it happens naturally, it happens naturally because you allow yourself to evolve. And as you get like really good in, in one segment, you're like, let me expand. You know, let me see. And because you naturally, if you're going to send people to the next level, you'll have a need for the next offer, for the next ascension step, for the next way to up-level your clients, right? And maybe you realize you can get a bit too many people in your program a bit too early wrong, and you don't really want them in this program anymore. You'd rather have something a bit like maybe mid-ticket or even high-ticket, but for someone who's earlier in, you know, in their journey, you can create another level and, and serve them in this way. So you definitely going to be able to create this amazing ascension model and for people i've seen the other way to do this is to create pathway-based learning and pathway-based learning you know some someone that we both obviously follow james wedmore being one of the really good examples in his program he's got pathway-based learning it's a really big pro, uh, program but there are very specific pathways um, for different types of people needing very specific types of strategies and as long as you do a good job on helping people identify what type they are and what strategy based suited for them rather than keeping them guessing right as long as you do a good job at helping them discover that for themselves either from really good onboarding structure or for having some sort of coach or a mentor who could guide them on a relevant pathway to them that's another great way to create something more of like a school type university type learning where where different people at different levels come in and they can be served equally well and everything's differentiated based on their specific needs. However, obviously this option is more relevant for people with bigger audiences, much more experienced, big resources who can invest into maybe like support coaches um, and who can hold space for such a vast right type of people in one program so I wouldn't start there I would definitely <laughs> allow yourself to evolve to that place yeah obviously we can't start there that's at scale but the 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 one thing that's parallel with both those examples starting versus at scale and able to branch yourself out is listening and the ability to take feedback and to take it appropriately and 
then yeah. move from there. If we're in a one-to-one environment, like you can, you can switch like that and start doing that. And so I, okay, I have a lot of ideas now. Okay. This is, this is one of those calls I'm going to have to listen to again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, just want to say about feedback because that's like one, one of the big things like drilling to my students every time is about feedback. I was in a very fixed mindset growing up and any negative feedback that I've heard about myself would really hurt my ego and invalidate me. And I was definitely chasing the positive feedback. And I think when we're in this mindset, what that means when we especially program creators or coaches, we are then so hyper-focused on trying to get positive feedback and results for people. And we actually forget to understand where the gaps still are for ourselves, for our clients, right, within our programs. So instead of using feedback as something that allows us to grow, we're using it to either validate or invalidate ourselves. And when we're in that space, it's impossible to optimize. It's impossible to streamline. It's impossible to improve your program. It's taken me years to shift my mindset. And, you know, when I did, my business skyrocketed because all of a sudden, even if someone said, look, I didn't feel this program was for me, instead of taking it personally, I was like, oh, maybe I didn't qualify them properly. Oh, maybe I should have added this and this and this. Oh, how can I improve and make it better? And I would take that feedback, implement the improvements. And all of a sudden my program was naturally becoming what it needed to be, right? But it did not happen until I could really use feedback as data. And that goes for feedback of you posting content and no one liking it, that's feedback, you know? Getting yes. them to comment. That's feedback. Someone not getting results. That's feedback. Someone getting results. That's feedback. Everything's feedback. Everything's data. And if we see everything as data and everything is feedback, there is no failure. There is no failure. It's just an ever going, evolving process of learning and growing, right? That we talked about the inner learning, the outer learning. And that's what really creates transformational leadership. And the term that I've coined for you know my people are consciousness architects that you recognize that you are literally becoming an architect of consciousness within your programs. You're shifting people's consciousness constantly, constantly. And in order to do that, you have to shift your own consciousness. You have to keep mm. growing. And to do that, you have to be completely open to be shown, you know, through your intuition, the direction, the next steps, being open in this way. And that's what really, I think, creates the kind of program that you can optimize, you can love for the years to come, and that can really become the leading program in the market that everyone raves about and helps your business grow organically, right? Naturally, yeah. just because it's so good. How incredible is that? <laughs> and I've personally found like most of us will avoid that because it is uncomfortable at first. But when you learn to be comfortable with discomfort, that's a superpower and it, it can unlock so much possibility. That. Oh my gosh. Well, we could jam on all day long, but I know we have busy schedules and our, yeah, this could go down. We could do a, a follow-up on this really easily, but I do want to make sure that if this jive with you, like listeners um, get on with Anastasia, check her out. She can definitely help you. And, and where can our, our listeners find out more about you and learn from you? My website is the best place. It's alignedvibration.com. 
Um, right now, I also have a Facebook group where I help entrepreneurs with different techniques and tools improve their online courses and become more of transformation leaders. I have all sorts of challenges and workshops uh, going on there. So I'll give you the link uh, that you can share with your audience as well. Fantastic. And one final question to wrap up here today, because I have a nice bookshelf here off camera that I like to fill with books. If you had to recommend one book to me that could lead me down this path further, what would you recommend? So there's a book that I've recently, well, there's actually, there's two, okay. The, okay, the, we'll the, allow two. Uh, my show, I can Okay, the surrender experiment. The surrender experiment. Um, and I'm terrible with names. Who is this by? The same guy who wrote Untethered Soul, Michael Singer, I think Michael Singer. Incredible book. I, I'd love, you know, if people could read that, I just think it helps you understand just how much power letting go and surrendering to the intuition can have in your life and how much more relaxed your physical mind can be. That's like one book. And the other book, uh, Letting Go by Richard Hawkins. Richard mm -hmm. Hawkins, Letting Go. I think these are two books and uh, they're all a lot about inner work inner work and connecting to your intuition but I think when you really master it everything just shifts your whole reality shifts and everything unfolds in a very effortless and exciting and magical way including your courses and client work I love it fantastic well I need to go to Amazon after this and order both of those I neither of those are on my bookshelf which is why I asked the question because when we ask the questions, that's when we are constantly, constantly improving our lives. It's one of my coaches says, you know, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you ask. Ask quality questions, guys. Awesome. <laughs> Anastasia, I've enjoyed so much getting to know you, getting to have this conversation here today. Um, look forward to staying in touch. Definitely. Uh, and thank you for what you're doing in the world. A lot of coaches need you. A lot of course creators need you. And it's, it's really an honor to have you now in my network. Thank you, Adam. I'm so grateful to be here and for you to give this beautiful space for me to share my passion with everyone. All right, that wraps up for this episode, but don't let the learning stop here. Join us in the Facebook group where we'll be sharing the latest tactical techniques and tricks that we're seeing work in companies just like yours. Go to adamliette.com slash Facebook. That's A-D-A-M-L-I-E-T-T-E dot com slash Facebook.